You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin of the Screener Squad, and we're feeling a little winter scary spooky time. If you missed it out on October, we still got some horrors left over for you. This one, exclusive on Shudder. Subscribe today. The Strings. 2020 film making a festival rounds and now on Shudder. The Strings, directed by Ryan Glover, also written and co-written by Krista Zelazinski. Starring Tegan Johnston as Catherine a woman looking for new material and to feel inspired travels to a remote cottage in the dead of winter and realizes that this summer cottage might just have a ghost to talk about this film with me i have someone who always makes sure to enter his haunted cottages with scooby and the gang robert garza is with us hello everybody and you know him best as someone who absolutely knows the difference between a cello and a bass. Luane is with us. Damn, it looks cold in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have an artist, successful one at that, being pressured by her producer kind of to make the same old thing that sells. And she's like, yo. It's my music, not yours. I will create it. Get off my ass. So she's out in the winter trying to create this new voice of a generation. Some people Zoom call her. A photographer stops by in a red coat to take pictures of her for the album. And in the dead of night, spooky things happen like Closing doors and moving chairs. Ooh. What do you all think of this haunting tale of discovery? Yeah, that's pretty close. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll jump off on, on like my biggest quandary. This reminded me a lot. I don't like to compare movies, but it reminded me a lot. It is a ghost story. I don't think uh-huh. it's giving away a lot. Kind of a night in Soho. And in both of them, about 20 minutes before they were over, I said to my sister, who I watch most of my online stuff with, I wish it would just end now. <laughs> Not so much that I didn't want to see it anymore. I really enjoyed both. But this one, man, I dig the music, the aesthetic, like the specific type of music they're doing, I think works great for this kind of, you know, noise to no noise kind of thing we're doing abruptly to change the scenes. I thought that was really cool. Um, but, uh, 
you know, it, it reminds me of a lot of spooky stuff from the last two or three years now that we have this plethora of horror, which is setups seem really easy to make movies on because they're not they're not about the third act. And so when I knew this one was going to spell it out, which I guess they they did or or didn't do, I wish we had just got more of a flavor of the idea instead of a, a spelling out at the end. Mm-hmm. I had made a less than subtle comment about how cold this movie looks because a lot, I mean, it's winter and it's somewhere near water, so it's even colder. And I described it to somebody else I was talking to as glacial, both aesthetically and its pace. Now, that doesn't mean it's boring, but it doesn't, it's not eye catching a lot of the time. You spend a lot of time looking at stuff. And if it's not an aesthetic that you're happy looking at, you're not going to enjoy this movie. Now, I would also call it very atmospheric. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I got cut up in the atmosphere it was presenting. It opens with this beach and spooky music playing. And maybe it's just me, but I thought, wow, what a beautiful beach. Gorgeous. I'd love to go there. Yeah, music and nature, I think, vibe really well in terms of how gorgeous and uh, timeless they both can be. So before I rant on and on, I completely missed out on how this was scary or haunting in any way. Uh, Same for, as you said, a ghost story didn't really spook me either, but uh, atmospheric. Did the haunt work for either of you? I mean, my things with stuff like this is that you go all the way or you keep it real on the edge. And I feel like they got really close to spelling some stuff out at the end, which one thing I dug about this is it's something movies have done recently. And I'm sure there's some outside the last couple of years where, like I said, we're talking about a ghost story, but like the solid first 20 minutes, if I understand what's going on, none of that's in play. But because you know what type of film this is, you're looking around every corner. They do a lot of really neat editing where the shots just linger. And I I like horror movies that are doing that effective now where you know if every time somebody gets out of a chair and the camera stays for two seconds, the first time nothing happens and the second time, oh, hell yeah. So jump scares, I will like, I like how they did what should be the scares, I assume, in the movie. Like, there's one specific one where she's working on a track that gets real impassioned and she gets up from the window and we see something out the window. I like that it's not a big music stab and it's not a pull focus or any of that. But like Bradley's saying, this is totally a mood movie for me. Like, I'm going to spoil it for y'all. I'm going to rate this very high. Because the way I think about movies, if I didn't just think the story was indelible, why I score them high is whether I'd watch it again. I want to watch this like a couple more times. I really dug the vibe and how they were leading you through. But if that's not for you, if somebody doesn't like slow burns, like, oh, no, this could be like some kind of weird, almost lifetime movie. If you cut out some of the stuff, because they're not really uh, they're not really jumping too far into the what's going on, I think. Well, that was actually one of the things I want, because, I mean, they give you the opening that they do which sort of suggests some things. I mean, a dude literally with blood on his hands. But 
then we spend a lot of time with this musician just doing stuff. And I'm like, okay, I can do that too, right? Like, I, I think that was part of it for me was I don't think those two elements blended very well together in this. Like, I really will. I'll watch her process. I think it's interesting. I completely lack the music gene. So anybody who even has a modicum of talent and can do something with it, I'm like, yeah, let's see how that works out. Um, and, and so I think that's where I kind of struggled with this a little bit is it's atmospheric. It's interesting to watch the process. There's kind of a ghost story, but I don't know that those all come together in a in a way that that I got. I guess I don't know how to how to be more specific without getting weird about it. But like, I get all the pieces. I see them all. They just didn't quite come together for me in a in a picture that I understood fully. I mean, I probably could watch this again if I had the time. If nothing else, I'd listen to it again. But, I don't know. There, There's just a piece missing, and maybe that's part of that missing piece I've got when it comes to music in general. Well, yeah, as, as you said, you'd listen to it again. I probably won't watch this again. But Catherine, the character played by Tegan Johnston, is my understanding is a musician and a a talented musician, and I absolutely was vibing to whether this character or this is from one of her albums. This work is wonderful, and I think she's brilliant. And watching her process, and I hate when I do this because this is nobody's fault. This is my own personal hang-ups. I was thinking, I kind of want to see a documentary on the musician and her <laughs> process here, and and you know maybe it's my ADD wandering, undiagnosed, of course. But she is able to have a relationship with another human being as secluded as this character is. We do actually see someone else showed up. I believe it's Anita, played by April Alaremo. What did you guys think of that relationship? I, I don't know. I, I think you have a, the character spends a lot of time disconnecting and connecting to people back and forth, but not very closely like the one other person she interacts with that she talks about with things that are personal is via you know zoom or whatever the movie's equivalent there is of a video call and so the only other human she really directly interacts with is this photographer and they both have this they clearly there's some sort of attraction between the two of them it's really tentative and i'm i'm not clear if that's an an issue of where they are like, that's just not a thing people do or they're used to. Because there's a bit where she plays at a nearby bar and there's, like, nobody in it. And, I mean, I know that's probably part of that as an issue of, of the production itself and, and whatever. But they're the even when they're in public, it's really just the two of them. So, you know, it, visually it represents some sort of connection, but it's really, really tentative. Yeah, I think it... I like the actress. I thought they were cool together, but it did because there's so little of her and that storyline actually leads somewhere that it just kind of seemed in service of the plot kind of thing where when I saw the trailer, there's that glance that the the photographers on the, the couch and kind of gives like a look away from the camera or something that in the trailers used to make you think, Oh, you know, what's, what's going on here or whatever. I've, 
was hoping that that would turn into more, not that specific thing, but it just kind of seemed she was there for the parts of the movie where the character wasn't going to be alone. It would have could have been cool to see more of anything. Like we hear about a breakup, but we don't go anywhere with that. We hear that she's doing this new music thing and we hear, we hear that music, but we don't, we, I like that she's, she's listening to the physics stuff. Um, what do you call it? I wish we had heard more about like, you know, you can infer that maybe she's, you know, attuned to things that, you know, she sees stuff. And so maybe that's her way of, instead of going to the occult, she's reading about subatomic particles and stuff like that. So as a coincidence, she picks up a, a new friend at this photo shoot at this murder house they go to or something like that. But I just wish we had got a little more of any more of the aspects. Like I think a lot of us have said, I, I was really down with a lot of what was going on. Like you said uh, earlier when we talked that the runtime said about 90, 90 plus minutes, like it really does not seem like, like it took that long to tell that story. Yeah. The, the, the introduction of the string theory did two things initially when it pops up, which is, Oh, all right, here we go. Cause I've actually seen a couple of different indie movies that, that play with that. And it becomes like quantum theory. It's just a device that you use. Th- this sort of plays into it, but if it hadn't, it, it wouldn't have like, it gives us a scene at the end in particular that sort of, I guess, talking about string theory and trying not to avoid the pun about tying things up. It, it sort of brings that in, but again, it doesn't have to. And I don't know. There's a lot of pieces here. I just, I wasn't getting them tied together. I don't know what the deal was. I will say for our viewers at home that watch a lot of this stuff, if you ever see a horror movie that touches stuff like this, like physics, string theory, parallel worlds, they're tinging it with sci-fi and not to be a spoiler on this one, it never ends well. All (laughs) sci-fi is about how horrible (laughs) human beings are to each other. And this one followed suit, you know, well, let's uh, go into our final thoughts on that. Robert, would you lead us, please? I really dug the music, y'all. Like, the first thing I did when it was over, through the credits, which I let play, I pulled out my phone and searched for the soundtrack, which doesn't exist, so put it out there. Please get it on streaming, put it on Spotify, something like that. Um, I liked, um, as somebody that grew up watching a lot of indie movies in the 90s, I liked the sparse, nobody's in it because there's no budget look to the film. Um, I think I got some of that in The Lodge is a horror movie from last year, the year before. They did a lot of that. No one's ever in these shots unless it's a funeral type thing. So I dug that. I liked the house. I loved that she was on the floor. I love that as a musician, like it really looks like she's messing around on the floor recording that stuff. I just wish we had got something else. Like we'd either went further into the ghost story, further into the breakup, further into why she's trying something new, further into she doesn't know what's going on. I didn't think there was a lot of existential crisis for the character, considering everything that was going on. We had talked about a couple of reviews back that we liked that film skipped the, the second act where the main character's like, but I don't know if I believe. Like, I didn't want something like that, but she at least maybe could have had a scene where she was more upset <laughs> about yeah. all the stuff that started happening in the second and third act. That being said... Bradley mentioned it too. Like the vibe is really cool and it's my jam. So in a year where I have seen about half the horror numbers wise, I saw last year, this is going to be one that I'll go back to. And I'm going to give this an eight 
out of eight calls to your agent that says, uh, no, I'm not going to do that, but I guess I have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Luane. With certain like music styles, I, I get a sense of that there's more going on that I'm picking up because there's some element of the song that still sort of engages me, even if I don't fully get what's going on. So I recognize there's pieces that I might be missing that keep me from getting the full experience. And this movie feels that same sort of way. Like, I still like it. I don't get it fully. Um, I don't know what this really is. If it's like an experimental performance art piece, an extended music video, you know, behind the scenes or making of the song Strings. Um, I wasn't bored, but I don't know who I would recommend this to. I, I think Bradley and I were talking earlier, if you stamp A24 in the beginning of this, people will be telling you all kinds of things about what everything in here means. But because it's, you know, a festival indie, we're all just going to be like, I don't, yeah, this is cool. It's a good vibe. Actress is fine. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I may revisit it. I absolutely, two votes on the music being available somewhere to listen to. That would be great. Um, in the end, for me, this is three out of five toolboxes. Very nice. Yeah, I enjoyed the music a lot. It's very chill, very cathartic vibe. You can tell that something's being worked through, and the re-listen and the re-listen will probably help yourself discover something that you should be working through. You know, like, don't harsh my buzz, man. And I really liked the location. Um, I thought it was filmed nice also. I'd like to see this actress and other things as well. If she decides to continue working, hopefully she gets those opportunities. I know Shudder's like a huge jumping point now for a lot of young talent. I don't really understand this story, though. Maybe that's my fault. I was never bored. Was never scared either little bit meandering the haunting i couldn't even decide if it was a metaphor or maybe i'm a metaphor and i just put the movie on repeat and vibe to the soundtrack it sucks it's not available i'd like to fully endorse that this be available on itunes please that's really the only way i can get music in my town you guys there's the, the right next record store is like a four-hour drive um so anyways i'll give this five out of ten um open mic night dinge dive bars so uh you Either of you happen to know what the scariest chord is? I bet uh, you're going to tell us. It, yeah. D minor. Right. Good night, everybody. Right. <laughs>